Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Fat Femme Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Black Fat Film Podcast, where all intersections of identity are celebrated. I'm John, also known as Dr. John Paul. And in 2023 fashion, I'm still telling everybody to get somebody else to do it because I'm not doing nothing else. How are you, Joho? Bitch, I have missed you, my dear sister, and yeah. award-winning oh. writer. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, I, I live oh, for you. I'm so happy you. for you. We can't, can't wait to talk about it with you later. Yeah. I'm so happy to be back, back, back again in this new year, the first week of the year. I'm not even going to hold you. It's been really lovely so far. Like, I'm really <laughs> happy with it. If it's, and if it's an indication of what's to come, then it will be joy. Hallelujah. Shalom, fam. It is Jordan. Or yeah, Joe, but y'all, but y'all can niggas. now call me. <laughs> shalom, Shabbat, bitch. But y'all can now Shabbat, call me. Bitch. <laughs> yes, I live. Even now, Bergarmi has sporty spice because it was my first kickball game yesterday, and bitch, I was fucking living. Bitch, so I'm I was, an athlete. She yes, can bitch, run. She can bitch a ball. How was that? Okay, so okay, so first of all, my heart was racing. Like I, like, <laughs> like my heart was like one fifty beats per minute. Just, just arriving Mm-mm. to the game. Like, Mm-mm. like, like, like my, my, my Fitbit was like, "Girl, are you good?" Like, bitch, you calm down. <laughs> I was scared, but it was, it was honestly so fun. Like, I, I mean, I have. It was a moment where, I, like, it was where, like. You know, it's like it's a league. It's all for fun. It's not like it's competitive, but not like it's not like it's like you're not like you're going to fucking like I don't know the Olympics or something. So it's like right, whatever. Right. And so I, like, I feel like I was really nervous and terrified when I first got on the field. But I, but I was a pit. But I asked, I asked if 
if if I can pitch, I was like, she's a pitcher only in sports. And I was like, okay, let me just pitch the ball real quick and see what happens. So I, I feel comfortable in control of this. And everyone was like, yeah. bitch, you can pitch. I was like, start first, ready out. And then, yeah. um, and like b- 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 before the game, the our co-captain was like giving us some, almost a rehearsal, bitch, I'm a theater gay, rehearsal. He was giving <laughs> us a, a tutorial, tutorials. Tutorials, so kid, yes. And bitch, she had form. I was like, oh, she got the form down. And so I kicked, my kid, people were like, oh, she got, she got strong legs. I'm like, she somebody and this one person bless her soul they're like bitch you can run like a lightning bolt i was like i don't know what you saw it was not me it was maybe just adrenaline but i can't but okay thank you yeah. so it was good I'm, it, it was just a scrimmage it was just a scrimmage it wasn't like it wasn't like, like a game game yet but i'm excited yeah. for what's to come well again i love that for you because that'll never be me um thank i will you. never be an athlete and i'm okay with it the most athletic you're gonna get is me on a peloton and that's it bitch and um, that's athletic that- as fuck that is an athlete right there that is where it stops. Uh, can I just say this real quick? Because I've been getting a lot of people who've been po- uh, poking me about this. I tweeted <laughs> the, uh, a couple days ago that there is a Daft Punk ride that they have. And I took it yesterday for the first time. Probably that amazing. damn ride almost killed me. So I just want to share <laughs> to anybody who listens to the show who has a Peloton and likes to take the rides that I ride. If you take that Daft Punk ride, good luck because it is hard AF. So I just want to share better, that. Faster, stronger. Okay. Liter- <laughs> I see what you did. I see what you did there. I see. I love you. Well, anyway, with you, with that being said, I wanted to say very quickly, thank you to everyone who continues to love on us and support us. Um, we got a lot of great feedback over. I know we were on our break, and but we were still putting content out. And as we were still engaging with the content, a lot of individuals were saying that they were very like thankful for the content that we were putting out over the break because it helped them and it gave them something to listen to or it gave them something to kind of um, think on. Specifically, we got a lot of good feedback on the family affair episode. A lot of individuals yes. were like, I wish I wish we would have listened or I wish yeah. I would have listened to that before. So shout out yeah. to everyone who really enjoyed that episode. And so I just wanted to say thank you for everybody for holding us all of last year and thank you for rocking with us now. And so with that being said. We wanted to invite one of the many amazing people who actually helped make this podcast get to your eardrum, if that makes sense. This person is a talented writer, a producer, and honestly, one of the most beautiful lights. Now, I'm going to, so I have this whole script, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it off for a second. I have been in spaces (laughs) with this person. And when I tell you that I have never felt as safe as I feel when I'm around this person, they genuinely make me feel like the world is such a beautiful place. And so I really just, I can't say anything more than thank you for being who you are. Joelle Monique, welcome to another, welcome to our episode of Black Fat Family. John, now you're making me cry <laughs> off the bat. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Thank Hi. you for being here. For How are you? Me. Thank you for your lovely words. How uplifting. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm like, it's weird because I mean it now. Yeah. <laughs> My whole life, I'm like, I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm good. But I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm real good. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a very interesting thing when people ask you how you're doing and you're actually like, I'm really okay. I'm actually good. I, I am mean really, <laughs> really good. Like now, if you would ask me that two weeks ago, I may have told you that things okay. were about to burn down. I've been a little bit different. I've been different than yes. today. <laughs> Damn, all right. Thank you, dedication <laughs> and sleep. All right. Okay. Well, with that being Ooh, said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump into it. So I wanted to kind of, so me and Joho were going back and forth when we were talking about how can we spice up the show? How can we add more to the show? And we're happy yes. that you're here, Joelle, so you can kind of chime in because I 
I know that. Yes. <laughs> I love, love listening to you. Specifically, I know you go on the Daily Zeitgeist a lot, which is our, our I call it, quote unquote. I do be hanging out there. Yes, it's our sister yeah. podcast, which they actually are like brothers to me. Love both of them down. Love you, Jack. Love you, Miles. Um, and so with that being said, we are introducing a new segment called What's Poppin', where me oh. and our guest and Joe Ho, we kind of get into pop culture stuff. Um, and so here we are going to drop in some relatively timely things that are either happening or have happened in pop culture and kind of just give a quick commentary on them and then we're going to zoom off into our regular segments that we have. So with this week for What's Poppin', we are starting with RuPaul's Drag Race. And so I wanted to ask Joho, um, Joelle, if y'all have any thoughts about this very interesting, that's the only word I can use, a very interesting premiere this week. Okay, I have thoughts. Joelle, I will I will happily defer to you first if you want to say something. Please take it away. I am a um, cursory watcher of the show. I watch it because my group chat watches it. Yeah. And so I'm not as into it, you know, the minutia of it. Okay. I don't feel like I can give the, the best critique. So, Joe, take it away. Okay, okay. So, interesting is, that, is exactly the word I would use. <laughs> 16 <laughs> Girls is a lot. It was, mm. it was like so much drag. Like, yes. whenever, so whenever they have those like lip sync Lala Perusa shits, I can't do it. It's just, it's, it's too, it's lot. just too much. It's, it's too much for me. And so this was so much drag. And like the personalities were all just very, very different. Like I feel like, mm-hmm. like some seasons, I feel like they feel very cohesive. This just felt like, oh, we just, we have all different places. Mm-hmm. LOL to the girl that was like, I'm the first Connecticut and viral queen to then quickly being shown that she was not the only Connecticut girl <laughs> and not the only viral girl. All that was for Goot. nothing. Goot. Made me, yeah. I mean, me mm. scream. I also was like, girl, when did, when did Connecticut become the focal point of drag? Like, right. I was like, oh, Connecticut. There's like my 18 place. Connecticut girls <laughs> on the show. I was <laughs> like, what are we doing here? I'm like, Rue, just move, just move the location. That's Connecticut. Literally. <laughs> Rich white bitches. That Okay. <laughs> um, I'm I'm kind of glad that that uh, that Miss Girl went home first. I don't remember her name. Okay. It's sad because it's Irene she something. Yes, Irene. Irene Depleen. The Spleen. I don't know. I don't know. It's Irene thing. something. I, I, like I thought she looked great. I thought she looked great, mm-hmm. but I could not. Her personality was just felt too catty. Just felt too catty for me. And I feel like, like she was trying to play it off of like, like it's just me and like people think I'm funny. But I'm like, I don't know. It just has a weird taste in my mouth. And it's, yeah, it just it just wasn't mm. for me. Like, I, I get that her and the other girl were like her and the other girl were bickering back and forth, and they thought it was cute. But like it, like when it, like read the room says, everyone else was like, why are you doing this? Yeah, girl? after ten minutes, it got old. They got old, old after quick, the first yo, two minutes. quick. Yeah. That 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 said, I just say that <laughs> Ariana Grande as Ornacia, <laughs> the surprise of that truly was a guy for me because I surely was yeah. like, who the fuck is this bitch? Like, like it's definitely not vivacious because this girl's this girl's not giving the body about vivacious, right? And I, and I was like, oh, who is this like new queen? And I audibly gasped. I mean, I love Ariana Grande anyway, so I I, I go yeah, up for her mostly. Cute. But I was like, oh my, god. I was like, oh my god, AG is in here, and then we actually have vivacious. Ah, yeah, a true just like iconic moment. It was it was mm-hmm. it was everything. I mean, I obviously was like, uh, it felt weird. Also, I was like, "My faces, where are, where are you here, girl?" I mean, Ornisha, right. but like, where are you here? But iconic. Um, yeah, that's 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 how I felt so far. I have a question for you as well, but I would love to hear y'all first. Your thoughts, Joelle? Did you have any thoughts? 
Uh, Ariana Grande showing up in any space is fabulous. Not Shout fun. out to Sweetener, which mm-hmm. I still think is her best album. Okay. Or Pharrell again, girl. I know he's a terror, but I don't care. <laughs> uh, I need the beat. Uh, yes, he definitely gives uh, us every time. <laughs> uh, RuPaul's Jag Race is obviously a cut. Like, just from an industry standard, having won so many awards and now being in like every country imaginable Mm -hmm. uh that will allow a drag performance to happen on tv uh i i'm like interested intrigued by the fact that especially now that they're doing all these all-star spinoffs and everything like trying to keep the core show strong has got to be such an endeavor for those producers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i always think the worst thing reality tv can do is be like well we'll more people. <laughs> just, yeah. Let's put that's the solution. Yes. Just Less more storylines to Less juggle. More. It, it always becomes so overwhelming for the viewer. Like, I need, like, 12 so I can quickly parse out who my favorite is and then just be Thank a you. bitch to everyone else. Yep. yep. Just to my TV. That. Never to them in person because they're human beings. But to my TV, <laughs> I'd be like, all these other girls are whack. I like this one. She's my favorite. Move on. It's giving, like, what was it? Season... Five of America's Next Top Model, where suddenly it was just like too many girls and too many storylines. Uh-huh. Um, hopefully they chill on that. But I'm excited for y'all. It seemed like watching the the Twitter of it all as people were watching, it seemed like mm-hmm. people were getting into it. So hopefully the season has a lot to offer. Yeah, and I, I, I also pray so. So kind of going off of your thoughts, uh, both Joel and Joho, yes, I feel like it is a lot of drag. And when I say a lot, what I felt like, and I, I don't mean this as a stereotype and I don't mean this as a microaggression either, but it felt loud at some point. So what I meant, in that it was like loud it was in the sense of there were just so many personalities so many different thoughts so many it was just loud at one point i was like what is happening like i literally put my hands up to my face and was like this is a lot um so i really do want them to go back to the cap of just 12. like i appreciate it when the seasons were between 10 and 12 and i know the reason why they do this they do it because they really want the long seasons. They they want the money. They want the revenue. It, and people it, it's will watch good it for the brand. People will watch it anyways. And like, they will watch no it. That's the thing. People are it. going to watch it. And then also, too. And they can give you the surprise double kill. Yeah. Like, today, two people are going home. Like, oh, no, <laughs> yeah, God. Right. Everybody got to go talk And then also, episode. too, you have to think about, I, I think it's also strategic in the sense that you have DragCon, right? So the more queens that you have on the show, the more queens you can have at Drag con which means more money for mm. drag con to make so mm-hmm. it, I, I understand ruse you know perspective from like the the executive side of it but from the watcher side it's too many of them niggas it's just too many of them <laughs> like it's just it's it's literally becoming a classroom and i just it, it, clap if you can hear me three times like yes, i just literally classroom. feel like it is becoming a classroom that's the and educator in you yes. was like wait a minute it's 30 people in this room and all y'all are talking at once 16 girls and 30 personalities that's for I, sure yes literally <laughs> it i will say i definitely love whenever we see pork chop or whenever we see vivacious because obviously they were kicked off first we don't know much about them outside of the joke, you know, of again, like with Vivacious, seeing Ornacia is a joke. And so I love when we get a chance to see Vivacious, you know, get loved. I really still am bummed that we don't know much about her or her mm-hmm. drag. But mm-hmm. I really will say that I think that, you know, her drag would have in that season specifically, because she was kicked off, was it season seven or season eight? Uh, oh, I think it was before then. I think was it was. It? 
I think it was season six. I okay, season either six. way, it, that was during the, was the one season... with like Bianca and Adore. I think, okay, yeah, that was when Drag Race was good. Um, yeah, but I, the, I... Six, arguably <laughs> my, the best season to me. Arguably the best yeah, season. So yes, yeah, that's good. when Drag Race was good. And she had a walk. Like, like they just had a walk because I'm. Yeah. I, I, I remember being like, like I remember like Rue being like, oh, like that's that that's that old New York style mm-hmm. like hips walk and so she, i mean she could have gone places if she wasn't kicked off for that, that game is the, that is the best that is the best drag in my opinion is that old school drag so shout out to the old old school and i say old school with love those are the the queens that matter in my opinion um the ones who actually have been doing drag for 30 years okay. so i say all that to uh, say because again <laughs> we can talk about the ones who just started and they use the social media and ain't really doing anything but that ain't none of my business um <laughs> but i will say I, I i do feel bad when the old queens get done dirty and all that being said Y'all can watch it. This is not a plug. Um, we just wanted to give our thoughts on it because I knew we'll that just, we would have something to say about it. Like real quick, high level. Mm-hmm. What, are there any queens that that that, that y'all like so far? No. <gasps> really? Oh, no. he said really? not a one, John. Mm-mm. Not one. The chubby, like the chubby black it, okay. one. I don't know her name. The one from Miami. Obviously, I'm gonna always root for the big girl. Okay. Okay. But none of them give me. I'm, ooh, so now you're, you're getting me on this random tangent. <laughs> when we saw, so I I need the girls to come in the way that a lot of the girls who have won their seasons, like so. For instance, I was ta- when, when I was talking to my husband about this last was not last season because Willow Pill won. Who won before Willow Pill? It was Simone. Simone so, was the oh one my who God. won. When How we Simone, forget Simone walked Damn. in. We all knew Simone was going to win. That's all I have to say. I need the girls to come in with that energy. Simone won when she walked in. She was season 13. She was season 13. But wasn't she with Willow Pill? No. Was she? Uh, Oh, no. She was with Candy. Yeah. Candy Muse. Yes, yes, yes. Damn. And got Nick with second place. Willow Pill won season 14. (laughs) Again, can't keep up because there's too many goddamn of them. That's okay. That's, it. that's the problem. Them too quarantine seasons are the lost and seasons to me, baby. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> lost to me. I just no, no. No quarantine seasons. Like this came out 2020. Okay, no, I got zero. Anything that happened between 2020 and 2021 didn't matter. Well, all that to say, I don't think Ooh. any of the queens are. I hate saying this because I, I hope that I don't meet them and they'd be like, oh, I listen to your show. The hell, I'm gonna be so fucked. That's that's really fucked up there are some there is some talent i just need it tell your truth baby i just need it to tell be your truth. put out you can admit there. that they're talented and still not like them that's totally that's totally fair it's too. not that like, i don't like talented. them I just, or, like, I just, and, and what the statement is is to on this episode that and it seems to me like maybe not just the girl's fault but again, if there's so many and we don't get a chance to, know to see them. your unique exactly. talent it's and see premiere, what you do, so then like, it's just a wash. It's just a wash of faces. <laughs> How could I possibly I, I dictate or, or understand who's yeah. the superior queen yeah. in this bunch? I don't know any of them girls. I just, I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I am watching out for that girl who duck walked. I'm watching out. What oh, was yeah. her name? I, I, I mean. That's the one from she, Vegas. Yeah, I know cute. who you're talking I like, about. I don't cute. know her name, but yeah. But I want to say it's like, oh. 
Anitra, Anitra. Yes. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm watching for her. I, 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 and I think, think she, she follows me on Twitter. I don't know why, but I see her name well, on Anitra my Anitra follow me, girl, because lot. the high kick was everything, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> the high kick was so cute, my little taekwondo queen. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I definitely, <laughs> yeah, I see it for her. All, all that to be said, it's just a lot of them, and I pray that there's at yeah. least one that will stand out in the next few episodes. Okay. So, we are getting close to time, so we have to push. The next thing that was put on the docket is this Friends of WeHo. Go. Joho. Okay. Go. Just go. First, I'll give ups to writer Anthony Christian Ocampo, who said that who said that this is what happens when you have gay people, but no queer people at the network. And yes, 100% agree. This show looks so vapid. I mean, mm. I like Brad Gareski and all. I, I, I only, really only know him. I mean, I know Todrick, but like, fuck Todrick. And I, and like, like, this, 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 <laughs> This could have been thought out so much more. Pardon me, wishes that like I'm like, I'm like, damn, like should I say fuck target? But also like no, like I'll never meet him. He will never be like I'm sure like I'm like he will never I will never mm. be in his eye. So whatever, it's fine. But like Mm-mm. this could have been thought out so much more. Like it really like the friends of WeHo. Maybe I'm triggered because there's a special mm. place in the hate of my heart and in the sixth circle <laughs> of hell. Like to me, hell is WeHo. It's not hot. It's WeHo. Like I just, I cannot yeah. stand the WeHo gays. I love the WeHo queers, but the WeHo gays are just not the ones for me. And so I just, I'm like, I mean, will I watch it? Probably. <laughs> like, no. Because I like, like I probably watch, I probably watch the premiere just to be like, what is this? No. Nope. And I'll be like, this is just dumb. Like this is, I mean, Mm-mm. like. I'm I'm not a real housewives girl regardless, so this is just another version of that. I don't need to yeah. see six rich ass gays who have no who have, should have nothing to do with my life on the TV anyways. It's just, just yeah, it's a no. Get That's somebody it. else to do it. What about you, Joel? <laughs> okay, so I came up in the gayborhood, but in Chicago. Okay, right. So I love the idea of like Same. a real housewives the for the gays. Just not the WeHo. <laughs> like it's it's lovely. Well, let's see, WeHo. Now, I don't live in WeHo, so I'm not trying to speak on it. And maybe a WeHo native could let me know about myself. But as a visitor, it don't feel like a neighborhood. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. You know what I mean? It's like here are some really touristy areas for the straight girls to go hang out. Uh, here's where all of the six-pack white dudes hang out. Yes. Um, here are the lesbians trying to be seen in a dark alley. And that's it. That's the name in my experience. No and facts. so I just feel like this idea of two, two, two parts, two parts. The idea of there being a, a bunch of gays, but again, no queers. Like, how are you going to do a show in WeHo? I'm not seeing trans. I'm not seeing yeah, jag. That- it doesn't make sense to me i'm tired of cis gays being like we did it no (laughs) and we're done uh that's exhausting the other thing is i don't like when rude wins Mm -hmm. how's todrick here how's todrick still getting money say it that is literally (laughs) what i put in the show that is literally what i put in the you screwed over too many of my like adjacent friends to like just not paying dancers like basic industry stuff that should mean you cannot advance today specifically in our community like that's just what's it's like boldface mm-hmm. to still be up in here Oof. and i guarantee it's because you know some rich white people and it bothers me yeah it bothers mm. me so Rightfully i'll just so. say this and and we can speed on because again y'all have all, if y'all been following me on social you all know what my thoughts are on this i've already said nope very loudly call me jordan peele nope um i think <laughs> the biggest thing for me is i just 
I think the good in me is tired of seeing terrible people win. And I think mm. that's the reason why I was immediately turned off to this is just knowing that and it's not even Todrick. There's a lot of people that are in these queer spaces that are doing really dirty things and terrible things and are screwing a lot of people over and are continuing to win. And I just can't comprehend how terrible people continue to keep getting a check when there are so many people, specifically a lot of awesome queer black brown trans fat that people live who live in, in the, <laughs> right who live in the same area that could be getting the spotlight Make it make sense all of the good that they're doing and then you go and pick Todrick. but i say all of that to say god bless mtv <laughs> god bless them on this journey because and god more than anything god bless their social media people because somebody Ooh. is stressed Ooh. the fuck out over Ooh. there over that That's show to deal with. god bless them for trying because they're Literally. trying they're yeah. trying, trying to stay relevant yeah, yeah. i mean now, remember the social media people do not make any decisions i know when no, you're yelling no. at them we you're are, yelling into a void we are they just we are just a bitch who posted on the thing and called that a good day yeah but, but god no bless those people <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. all right well, um, before we wrap up this segment, uh, there's one thing that I did want to do. So I, I definitely wanted to say that there is no way that we could go into this week's show without actually giving love and light to anybody and everybody who knew Edwin Chabola. Um, is it Ch Chaloba? I hope I said that right. Um, but Edwin was a uh, LGBTQ activist in Kenya. And if you have not heard, their light was taken away from us last week. So I wanted to make sure that in the space of talking about popular culture, I just wanted to make sure that we are acknowledging and sharing that there are still a lot of Black, specifically Black queer people who are being taken away from us way too soon in the work that they're doing. And I wanted to make sure that I say rest in power and shout out to them and to those who love them so that they know that their work is not in vain. Um, I know, Joho, you wanted to add something as well. Thank you. I mean, I, I just want to affirm that this is heartbreaking news and it is an, a really powerful but in fact painful reminder that queerness is in danger across many different countries around the world. Yeah, Queerness is in danger everywhere, to be really clear, mm -hmm. even more so in other places. And it's a hard thing to hold. And so just may the memory be for a righteous blessing, may yeah. it be for action, may it be for change, um, and may and, and, the, and those who, were, who knew Edwin, may it be for love as well. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take our first break. But when we come back, we are going to get into the performativeness of New Year's re resolutions. And we're going to mash up this first time for the show. Again, call me Mother Ruth. This up. is the first time for the show. We are going to be doing a mashup of two segments. We're going to be doing our category is and our what's on our plate um, more in a second when we come back. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts oh hi i'm rachel zoe and i'm back for another season of my podcast climbing in heels you might know me from the rachel zoe project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
All right. So for this week, we decided that we wanted to mash up the categories because obviously what's on your plate is something that we talk a lot about around here, right? We love to eat. And you know that even for me, like I was just tweeting about the donuts that I got from Krispy Kreme. And we are, <laughs> are going to talk more about that and how they're my no man Pam this week. <gasps> Not Krispy they weren't Kreme. good. Oh, no. All oh. that to be said, though, this week we're going to get Damn. into this conversation where we Damn. talk to our guest about resolutions and how many of them are rooted in self-hate, specifically fat phobia. Um, now, I know I tweeted a few weeks ago about the start of seeing these fitness and diet commercials and how I hate this time of year because of it. Right. And I'm going to call them out verbatim, like because I, I plan to never do anything with them anyway. So Noom, I, you start seeing Noom commercials. You have, mm. you know. Know, fit what is it planet fitness and now we're seeing mm. all these you know oh come back to uh da, 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 come back this is the healthy way to live and really for me at this time of year i i just wanted to get into kind of a conversation about it about how daunting resolutions can be and if it really um creates or if it's really truly promoting a healthy way of living. So I kind of wanted to ask as we jump into this, like, what are your initial thoughts? Joelle, we can start with you and then we'll jump um, to you, Joho. Like, what are your initial thoughts about resolutions? And I put quotations around them. Um, and how do you feel about many of the resolutions being built around this notion of I have to lose weight or I have to live, quote unquote, a healthier lifestyle? Sure. I think a resolution is a good thing. I think tying it to the beginning of the year is a terrible thing. Right. I think mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really in my witchy bag. So uh, <laughs> yes. feel free to tune out if you're not into your witchy spiritual shit. That's totally fine. I respect it. Um, <laughs> but to me, winter is like the middle of a reflection. Mm. Right. And so when mm. you hit January and February, the deepest, darkest parts of those reflections, mm -hmm. it's nighttime. Most of the day is, you know, cold if you're in la it's rainy everywhere else it's ice and snow mm -hmm. like it's a time for you to slow the fuck down yeah, yeah. and so when people take time to start pushing themselves really hard in the middle of winter i think it sort of sets you up for epic failure particularly mm. when you view this day as like i have to change everything right this second yep. i think yeah. also a lot of if you're a person who's not in a space of healing Right. Mm. If you're someone who's still actively in a space of hurt and of, you know, emotional inner turmoil, you know, trying to rid yourself of who you were, which I think is what a lot of people hope to do. Mm. It's certainly when I had aspirations of thinness was my ideal. I was like, everything I don't like about myself will be gone mm -hmm. if I'm thin. Yeah. And everything the world doesn't like about me will also be gone. And so therefore it will be better if I work really hard. Of course, mm. <laughs> if you've ever been on that weight loss journey, you know, hard work is not necessarily the end, doesn't necessarily lead to an end result of thinness. Mm -mm. And so then it becomes a, a perpetual cycle of self-hate because no matter what you do, starve yourself, you know, try to work out three, four hours a day, you know, you get one of those balance balls and a standing desk and you spend all of this money because you're like, well, I clearly, I just don't have the right tools. And it never gets to be about health. It's about chasing an image of yourself, right. trying to run from who you are. Mm. At least that was my experience with it. And mm. it was never going to be enough there was never going to be anything i could do to to heal myself because it wasn't healing right. it wasn't the practice of healing mm -hmm. it was the practice of running so i think 
you know, I did my resolutions in uh, between, and again, I, I'm witchy, you guys. So between <laughs> the solstice it. and the new moon, yeah. I lit my candles. I took my like cleansing showers. I wrote down my intentions. I burned them. I mm. really focused all my energy right before the turn of the new year to say, okay, I'm gonna take it slow, but this is what I hope by this time next year I have accomplished. Yeah. And it really took the pressure mm. off. You know, January 1st, I didn't feel the need to be like, okay, here's a thousand lists and a bunch of plans. I know what I want to do mm. and it no longer feels, I don't think about a clock anymore. Mm. I don't mm. move like Hamilton, like it's running out of time, it's running out. I just can't, mm. <laughs> I can't be on that brain cycle. I'm not the kind of person who feels really good when they move super fast. Mm -hmm. It's just not me. I have ADD and I have to embrace it. I have to go really slow so that I don't make a mess of everything. Yeah. Uh, and knowing that has been super helpful. So I think, I think as long as you're going into a resolution with the intention of, I want to heal whatever part of me feels like it's hurting, you know, and that could be a myriad of things. If you're a messy person, you're like, what I really wanna do is get organized this year. Okay, that's gonna take a lot of time. Mm. And you wanna heal this part of you that feels out of control. Mm. All of that is great, but like take time to like dive in. Why do I create a mess? When, when yeah. is that happening? What is the core? Like you have to go through all of the little steps. There is no quick way to reach this overarching mm. change that you're trying to make. And so that's, I think resolutions can be really damning is when people are like, it's gotta happen, it's gotta happen, especially with weight loss, because people are trying to do it before summer. Right. Ooh, ooh, mm. yes. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Joel. I, I love that you're, I love that we're diving in this at the top, the top of the year because I think this conversation is so needed. And I, I appreciate you saying that you actually, like you think that like resolutions are a good thing, just the timing is bad because I was gonna begin by saying like, <laughs> I honestly can't stand I can't stand resolutions because I'm and I'm someone who, who who used to love them and I I love the idea of like envisionments or or, or aspirations because I think to the point you just made about resolutions like it it beholds you to something yeah. and like it implies that a sudden shift in yourself is sustainable like it demands we do something different with mm -hmm. ourselves without a framework for doing it well and without actually giving ourselves grace and like mm -hmm. space and like. You know, like, like, like time I, I think such, such a great point of people have resolutions to lose all this weight before the summertime so they can have like their quote unquote beach bod and it's like okay but then yeah. like but then like you're diving into something that is already like not sustainable in practice and then you are like leading yourself to unhealthy behaviors that can mm -hmm. just lead to like more self-damaging stuff and self-hate and so you know for like for me I, I I think the biggest disconnect is between the language and the practice like I yeah I think I I think like I like I'm I'm someone who I vision every year, like every, well, so it's interesting because I was, the more I get into like, the more I get into like my, my Jewishness, there are four, there are four New Year's in Judaism. So there's, mm -hmm. like, there's like New Year's of the trees, New Year's of the moon, New Year's of the, like there's always different opportunities and stuff. So I go between like the Jewish New Year's and then the Gregorian calendar, but like for the Gregorian calendar, I always do, I always do a sense of, of envisionment. And I know a few, a few episodes ago, I mentioned my friend, my friend Sandra, who talks about. The, the question of how you want to feel in this next yeah. year, this next time period. And mm -hmm. I, I, I want to use that for me so much more because it, cause then it gives me guidance versus like, versus like saying like, like if I'm saying I like, I want to feel, if I want to feel my, like my best self, it allows me the chance to say, okay, well how, like how can I get there? Right, because when right. I, cause if, if I just say, say things like, oh, like I want to lose weight, then all I'm thinking is like, okay, but like, 
doesn't really do anything for me. Like, there's no, there's no focus on mm-hmm. things. There's no focus on like what what it looks like. And I think when you frame things with what how I want how I want it to look, how I want it to feel, you're able to like guide yourself there more. So I really really appreciate yeah. um just just the thing you said. And I'd love to ask you, Joelle, as well. Like, yeah, I I, I you 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 shared the you shared the practice that you that you do of burning burning the intentions, which I think is like. The witchy back, live for it, live, laugh, love it. Same. The older I get, the more Everything. I love a good witch. The, okay. Yes. Love it. Okay. Love it. I do. Okay. I really do. Yes. I would I, I would be curious to ask you, um, because I was uh, uh, I was gonna ask you about your practice, but now I'm really curious to ask you what's something that you may want to like learn in this in this new year. Love that. What I really want to learn this year is <laughs> turn it into a corporate girl. Uh, I am a managing EP now. So as before, yes. I was a creative executive producer, which, mm. you know, was lovely. I know how to be creative. I know what I want out of my shows. And it was second nature. I didn't mm. need anyone to train me or teach me about that. But last year, I got employees. <laughs> Oh my God, people I am responsible for mm. their, I hired young women because it was important to me to diversify our space and also mm. to eliminate what I went through, which was 10 years of trying to find a job where people were like, you don't have enough experience right. or you're too experienced. It was constantly in between these worlds and it sucked. And so I found, you know, girls who had, you know, for me enough experience, I know you can do the job and you're great. Um, but now I have to think more. I'm so used to doing everything myself. Mm. <laughs> it's just not how it works. We have too much work to do. I have to be able to delegate better. But I also want to create spaces where they can reach their career goals. But also mm. we have to get all these things done. I want to be a better manager this year. You know, mm. and it's it's it feels to me a... I know it's a good goal, right? Because I work in this space and now I have power. And what I've really been focusing on for the past, like year and a half two years is like okay i've been striving to attain power i wasn't thinking about how i was going but to navigate that it. power yeah. when i got it that's real you know mm-hmm. i was like i just want it <laughs> i just want to be able to make my work situation yeah. better for me and my friends yeah. um but now you know these are not my peers they're my employees and mm-hmm. it's a different scenario i don't talk to them like i talk to my peers i don't you know, in some ways, you know, you know, when I see them working on their shows, I'm like, okay, this is great, girl, get it, you're amazing. Um, but when I'm asking them to do stuff, they're my employees, and I'm trying to draw a very specific line so as not to, you know, to respect what they need as employees, basically. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to learn is how do I delegate, navigate, be supportive, but also, you know get the work done it Mm. is a lot to balance i've had zero classes in management training so that's what i'm going to be focusing on Mm. this year as i continue to develop my creative brain um i'm trying to bring it in balance with this management opportunity i might have some resources for you joelle i will oh i I would love that after this i have my thank you look look (laughs) it we are a family like a giant tree tree. yes god you better give out (laughs) them resources i live for it i I will say i i love so the thing that you know talking about growth and i was just thinking about a tree but i think for me the (laughs) thing is that i i'm (laughs) i'm hearing both of you talk about this this notion of specifically around resolutions how um 
how much pressure we put on ourselves. And we, again, this is going in a totally different direction, which I think is a good direction because we were going to be talking about fat phobia. But I think when we talk about fat phobia as a whole, when we talk about resolutions, I think both of you bring up really good points about how we put so much pressure on ourselves to succeed or to do a lot in a year. And and someone asked me that earlier today, actually, I was out running errands and someone was like, oh, well, so what are some of your resolutions? And I was like, girl, one of my biggest resolutions is just to stay here. Like th there's so much going on <laughs> in my mind and around me. And, and again, COVID, we were getting 18 different variants every five seconds. It's like th the pressure to not only be thin, but then also to excel in my career. And, you know, I want, I, I need to meet Beyonce before they, I don't have that energy anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, you know, I, I say that in, in jest, right. But I mean that sincere with so much yeah. sincerity that I just don't, I think going into 2023 for me this year, it's like I've spent the last eight years putting so much pressure on myself to quote unquote succeed, whether that be in my body or whether that be with a career or whether in whatever facet. And this year, I'm just like, I like I, to be transparent, I don't have it. I don't have it this year. Like I, I'm doing mm -hmm. the best that I can. And that's got to be enough. John, it's your rest year. Let me jump in. It's your rest mm -hmm. year. Okay. What you did last year was mind-blowing mm, thank you right you mm -hmm. you no, really you built so much you worked your ass off last year you get to take this year because that's what i went through was it last year or the year before a uh, time is an illusion um <laughs> but something happened like i, What's I time became after an COVID? <laughs> it, was, it was crazy because like i got this job mm -hmm. and then three months later i was doing fake doctors real friends which was a show that sort of took on a life of its own right and then all of a sudden I was doing like 11 shows mm -hmm. and it was crazy. I moved twice in that time. Like it was chaos, but all good things, all things that needed to happen. Um, and then I was glad that I was grateful for it. But I think a lot of times we value so much our peaks, mm -hmm. right? These, these great accomplishments because mm. they feel so good and validating and amazing. But in order to return to these peaks, we have to also value our valleys. And I think mm. a lot of people think a valley is like a low point. Mm -mm. I don't view it that way. Like that is just you coming down from your peak. Okay. I don't know if y'all do drugs, but <laughs> if you did it in your youth, like <laughs> I did, that's, that's, a, that's a situation. You go high, you got to so, come down. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you come down, you got to take care of yourself. Yes. Make sure you're good. Get your fuel, rest mm -hmm. before you can go out and party again. And I think we have to view our successes that way because mm. honestly, the valley it can be so lovely. Y'all ever get under it, a nice blanket and just snuggle up with your boo? Right? Oh my baby. god, you get great the, the best. The are cute and shit. You out here getting yes. nice little breeze yes. on baby? Yes. My skin is clearing up because I'm not worried about 600. My phone is face down. Yeah. Okay. Don't nobody talk to me. I'm resting. Um, I think if we can value those, you know, moments of respite as much as we value the peaks and the glory, to me, that's a balanced life. Mm -hmm. Honestly, John, yeah. you know, just... John, just say you're Jewish and call it because because we're in the midst of the Shemitah, we're in the midst of the Shemitah year, which is a year of rest. So baby, be like, I'm Jewish as fuck right now. Um, I, I I'm I'm in my Shemitah Shabbat Shemitah Shemitah Shemitah. Shemitah. Okay, your well, Shabbat year, bitch. Just, say, just, yes. just just call your Shabbat mm -hmm. year and yeah. just and just rest and relax. But I but I I I will also disagree your point about 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 like fat phobia within resolutions because one thing I think about so much is. 
Like I tried so much to change for like so many years. My resolution was to lose weight. And Mm -hmm. I like at some point I just realized, oh, but like life actually never stopped happening. Whether my body was like fat or thin. Like so like like I I still did all these things with myself at like Mm -hmm. at my at at fatness. And I mean, I've never never been thin. I don't think I ever want to be thin. Um, I think I like I'm, I'm in a space now where I'm. I'm ex- I accept how my body changes in every way. Like last year, my body changed really differently. To this year, it changed really differently as well. And mm-hmm. like finding love, finding love and peace w- w- within that. But like when I sit back and when, when, when I look back, like the, when I look back at my life, and I think of the people who have resolutions to lose weight. I just think like, okay, but your life naturally never changed. Like your life right. has been like you've been doing the things in your life regardless, whether whether you're a fat or thin. So if you want if you want to lose weight. So you so like 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 for for a reason of just to feel like yourself, which I mean I I struggle because I've done a lot of fat liberation work, and I feel like it's weird to say this, but mm. yeah, you know, like everyone's body is their own journey, and I, and I respect it. So sure. if you want to lose weight for your own like for your like volition, go off this. I like love that journey for you. And if you but like but but if you, but if you, but if you want to lose weight because you think your life will change, like your life is already changing constantly. Yeah, your life and if will I change say before too- and after. Yeah, I, oh, sorry, I agree with that. And I will wait. <laughs> no, I get what now. you're saying. A, yeah, a big thing <laughs> for me, something I've been talking through with another friend of mine who actually had surgery last year to lose weight, you know, talking about it too. They 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 said, you know, this year I really want to focus on me and being and feeling healthy. And that was their resolution last year. And so they got they had weight surgery and I've been talking to them. And one of the things that they have been mentioning to me is how much more stressed they have been yes. because of the surgery now. And people have surgeries oh. often like yeah. It's often not. It's not, sorry. I, 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 I cut you off. Just once. Like it's. It's often. No, it's not, fine. It's often not. It's often not sustainable. And people like then you're constantly in your mind, like, what can you eat? What can I eat? What mm-hmm. should I eat? Like, will, yeah. like, will, like, will, will this reverse the effects of the surgery or not? Like, it is not. It is. Yeah. It. I have very. I've seen very few successful like surgeries mm-hmm. happen for people and where they've maintained past. Yeah, sorry, and it's ahead. not to say that I'm throwing shade at people who do. I. I mean, and I've talked about mm-hmm. this in other episodes. I think the biggest thing for me is, I guess. What I'm all kind of trying to say before I ask the last question before we move on is really what I'm trying to say is that I think this year is the first year that I did not go into the year with a lot of expectations of myself. Mm. And Mm. I think this is the first year that I've officially said to myself, girl, you can do whatever the fuck you want this year. You do whatever you yes, want. Babe. You can do whatever you need to do. Like it is okay mm. for you to do what you need to do. If you want to sell a script, sell a script. If you want to sleep, sleep. If you want to continue to 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 build the brand of your podcast, build the brand of your podcast. But you can do whatever the fuck you want this year. And I think that it's there's this conversation around autonomy that I'm starting to give myself coming out of therapy and mm. all of the things mm. that I felt mm. like all of the pressures. And and, and I made this point too earlier in the show doc, I think one of the other things I've been thinking a lot about too is how much of these resolutions are pressures that are put on us versus things that we truly want to do, right? Like how May much- May I jump in? Go ahead. Ooh. Yeah. Jump. Cause it's been on my, it's, it's been on my spirit a lot, a lot, a lot. Because I feel like particularly the women who raised us, mm-hmm. if I could speak for all of us a little bit. Uh, I recently had dinner with my mom and a bunch of her friends and the way they talk about their bodies is so demoralizing yeah, yeah. to the point where I had to get up and leave, mm, you know, mm-hmm. and it was no disrespect to any of those women. To your point, you can feel however you want to feel about your body. But 
I would just so strongly encourage people as y'all are to, instead of putting, you could say what I want to do is lose weight, but again, you're applying yourself to an ideal that is not your body. Yeah. Instantly, what you're thinking of is someone else's body mm -hmm. and how you wish you looked like that. Mm -hmm. That's just the base. Mm -hmm. So instead, challenge yourself to be like, yeah, I want to nourish myself. I want to eat food that makes me feel nourished mm -hmm. and good. I want to make a plate that makes me feel like, oh, God, yes. I want to <laughs> challenge my yes. body to move in a way that brings it joy mm -hmm. and makes it feel like wonderful. Instead of trying to fit a mold that was probably never for you to fit anyway yeah. it kills me my mom runs 5ks mm. right she's super she's had hip replacements and she's running 5ks she's like a very active human being but she'll still talk about her body like it's trash yeah. and i'm like that body is carrying you, girl that right? yes. houses your the body spirit you somewhere every day every, like, every single day you are living in it mm -hmm. and i and i you know Again, when I was really, really in my depression, I thought of my body as a separate entity. Mm. And I really feel like that is a pressure from our society, our culture really drills down on us so hard that you should not be fat, that it becomes, your body becomes like a, a moral negative. Yeah. And mm. if you view yourself or want to view yourself as a good person, you start to divorce yourself from the your physical body mm. because it feels bad to live in a fat body because people automatically judge it reclaiming it is yeah. a challenge if you're not there yet like mm. i don't begrudge anybody who does extreme measures to lose weight right, i right. understand six thousand mm. percent why mm -hmm. you would not want to have uh people look at you the way that you know sometimes we get looked at it's right, really right. frustrating it's disheartening yeah. it's hard but I would also say that loving yourself more than somebody else's opinion of you baby. is liberation. Whoa. And if yeah. you haven't experienced true liberation, I just want you to know that it's accessible to you wherever you are, at whatever size yeah. you are. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's work. It's true work. But when you get there, it's so much better. And you'll take better care of yourself. Yes. Because you won't hate yourself. Yeah. And I think that that's the biggest, I guess, kind of closing. I was going to ask this question of like, what are the, what, you know, what advice do you give to those who are struggling with the pressures of resolutions or, you know, struggling even with this this concept of fitness? And I was going to quickly say, I'll say this and then I'll we'll move on. I was going to say, fuck Equinox, because Equinox, basically, <laughs> their statement was, for those of you who care, go Google it. But they had basically put out a statement last week talking about, we're not giving out new uh, memberships to people who are not regular regulars here. Like, we're not, we're not <laughs> encouraging people to make this a fad, basically in so many words, right? Talking about folks who want to use... It, Bitch, at that yeah. price point, you are a fad. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> You're an expensive yeah. hobby. No one, can, yes. no one cares. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. So Ugh. ultimately, what all that to say... a bullshit thing to tell people. It really so, is. Mm. But... But I say all that to say, I think the biggest thing I, I, I'm taking from this conversation, and I, I'm hoping that our listeners will hear, is that, yes, we are all on this journey to loving ourselves. The journey is going to follow us every single year. It even, even No matter what you set out to do at the top of the year, it's hard to love who you are whole, like wholly. 
and then continue to keep stacking all these things on top of it if i need to accomplish this i need to do this i need to do that and so i i guess i i just wanted to say you know there was a part of me as i was listening to, jo to joel talk where i was getting emotional because i was thinking to myself like this is also another part of my journey and in my life where i'm really starting to just kind of feel the idea of like i actually really do love myself you know, like yeah. there were times in years where I would talk about loving myself and it was just kind of like, mm -hmm. oh, I love myself because it was a performance. But it's like this, mm -hmm. like I actually really like Dr. John Paul. Like I love yeah. being yes. Dr. John Paul. And I think that's the thing with resolutions. And I, and, and I, I just want to challenge people to really think about that, that oftentimes we build our resolutions and things that we hate about ourselves. And I want to make sure, or we hate about our lives. And I want to give people the agency to know that they can truly just be going into this year <laughs> and be okay with that. <laughs> like it's okay. See, like, that's the thing right there. Just, just point about like advice is like, really think about is it do you hate yourself or do you hate your life because if you hate because if you hate your if you hate your life then you can change the factors of your life but like right. you don't need to change yourself to do that and if you want if you and because people afraid man's like oh like i have to change but like do you want to change do you really want right. that because like, if right. you don't want that think think about that if you do want that okay great 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 but like think about like what you actually want and why you want why you want to why you want to do that like that i if i can impart things to anybody it's like i really it's just like in, in the point that joelle made earlier of like this the january february is a time of like of like you know it's, it's 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 dark outside early like reflect i invite you to reflect on like what you actually want out of yourself and what you actually want out of your life like do not do not resolve to do not resolve to, to just change it if like you have to like do something because you mm. want to do something and make sure it feels good and in line with you and your values and who you Amen. are because you like you actually you actually may find that the that the fitness re re resolution that, that you thought you wanted to do wasn't because you want to do it was because someone else told you to do it and you actually don't want to do that at all mm -hmm. just like anybody you think but whew, that being said y'all we have to take one more break to say fuck, <laughs> to say fuck equinox <laughs> but when we get back <laughs> we're going to let miss pam have it i'm so excited i've, I've missed this segment y'all yes. have y'all had five hours of it um on our bonus episode but we're gonna be back <laughs> with miss pam in just a moment more in a sec i'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for god to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet you need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we are back with our yes, ma'am, and I know, ma'am, I I still I steal. So can I just say this real quick? Like it, this is a pause in the in the episode, but it's also like a real thing for me. <laughs> we work so damn hard to build out all of these other segments, and we spend so much time, and then all of the feedback from our followers have been, "We love yes, ma'am, no, ma'am," and I'm like, <laughs> that's the simplest segment of the show i just love that everybody yeah. loves it it's it was the easiest one for us to come up with but yet everybody loves it more than all of our well thought out ones i just love that it just makes me giggle 
Um, <laughs> every time I think about it. Um, but with that being said, this week, um, I'll go ahead and jump into mine, and then we'll go ahead and we'll give it to our guest, and then Joho, you'll go ahead and you'll wrap it up. Um, my yes, ma'am, for this week. So I wanted to give a yes, a big yes, ma'am, to anybody who is black and queer that is doing anything in entertainment. And I know you mentioned this earlier, um, Joho, and so I'll kind of get into it and then I'll zoom past yes. it because I really don't like talking about myself. I won my very first award for yes. one of my scripts this week. And did. thank yeah. you. Yes, 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 yes. And there it's still out there for some few other uh, different <laughs> festivals and things. Brand that they win. Yes, come on, Titty Shake. But with that being said, I the reason why I wanted to say yes, ma'am, not only to me, but to other black queer folks who are in the industry that are making it. And I and, and a lot of them listen to the show. A lot of them I know personally. Um, there are folks who are actually in writers' rooms or have sold shows or have sold movies. This industry is so not only is it hard when you are a person of color, but it is hard when you are queer and it's hard when you are black fat and queer um, your stories are niche everything about the way you dream up world um, you get a lot of execs asking you a million questions about things that I know for a fact they would never ask a white writer and so anybody who's winning awards anybody who's getting any notoriety I just wanted to say shout out to you for really making a wave and specifically even you Joel like it, I want to give a yes, ma'am, to you because you are really like you. you I'm, a, I'm becoming a corporate person, but even on the podcasting side, like not everybody is getting the chance to like call the shots and hire people and move things or creating shows like Black Fat Fam for networks and stuff. So it's just my yes, ma'am, are to y'all. Y'all are doing it, and I just definitely wanted to say that. Um, and yeah, also support a bitch if you want to send me some cash app money. You want to send me hey. some crypto. You want to send me a starbucks or a Krispy Kreme card a bitch these festivals are expensive i literally have spent probably close yes. to 300 dollars submitting my script to these festivals so uh, pay the doll if you can and that's a start because then they got to go to the festival uh -huh. which mm -hmm. so all that yes. too so that yes ma'am yes god my other so my no ma'am pam obviously i'm gonna go back to equinox and say fuck slash go to hell equinox um for basically being a really shitty company i say fuck all these gyms i actually need to still cancel my gym membership to, <laughs> to crunch they've been stealing 21 dollars for me for like the last year and i really need to just go ahead and call <laughs> u.s bank and tell them please tell them to get their hand out of my pot so with that all that being said my other one too i i did want to kind of this is more along the lines of like um a psa but it's also something i just wanted folks to really be thinking about going into this year um there's something specific i really wanted to get at and i really don't want to give it too much attention or time or energy but i did want to say that my no man pam this week are to people who are literally spending all of their time online trying to discuss things in malice um and being very critical about everything and everyone specifically people who are in relationships or people who are trying to lose weight or people who are trying to make change in this world like my biggest thing that i just really wanted to say is i think it's important for us to know that in 2020 it is okay to use the mute button it is okay for you to block people it is okay for okay. you to unfollow people and mute them that has been my blessing is being able to unfollow and mute mm. people so that way I don't see them at all um, mm. but I really want to encourage people to go seek solace in someone's room in a chair with a pillow because we genuinely cannot live like this like we cannot live mm. in a world where we are always mad and angry and that is one of the things I want to say about this show yes me and Joho will bring things to the mic and we'll talk shit about all of the terrible things that are in the world 
but we also share joy because we know life is tough. And I know that many of you might be going through things that maybe I'm or Joho or Joel may never be able to understand. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I think we sometimes need to turn the camera around on us and say, maybe we need to be focusing more on ourselves instead of other people. And I just want to leave it at that. My last thing I wanted to say before I pass the mic is Krispy Kreme, y'all can go to hell for lying to me oh. about those donuts because you said they're going to taste like cookie butter and they don't. Um, I spent $20 on a dozen of donuts and I am really upset <laughs> that I spent that money on them donuts and they don't Damn. taste like cookie butter. So I just want to say this to other fats like me who enjoy Krispy Kreme. Damn. Don't waste your money. They're not good. Joelle, what are your yes ma'ams and your no ma'am pams for this week? <laughs> I die because my brother is obsessed with cookie butter. Mm -mm. And if he knew, I think we would already be in line nope. at the Krispy Kreme. But now that I know, I will <laughs> Don't inform him. Save your money. Cookie butter pass. <laughs> save your down. money. It's not good. That shit is funny, John. Mm -mm. Okay. Uh, my yes, ma'am, is to anyone who is actively creating for themselves and not for money. I am trying it this year. Mm. I always turn work, art expression into work, uh, which I don't think is healthy for me. I think I need to make something just for myself, just, yeah. just to craft it because my spirit wanted to see it in the world. Mm. Uh, and I think that that's a really beautiful and kind of brave thing to do to not be looking for any kind of acceptance or accolades or or even you know my mom put it on the fridge like just creating for yourself is a beautiful way to be in a relationship with yourself <laughs> it is a beautiful way to figure out what am i actually thinking and mm -hmm. feeling uh and you know down the line i think it can blossom into the work that you do do for actual like finances and shit you know what i mean because you'll have spent time with yourself so um yes ma'am to that uh no ma'am all right clothing companies that create size charts that are wildly different than any other size chart and then when i buy <laughs> pants again in that same size they don't yes. fucking fit why are you doing me like this i spent so much time yes. figuring out okay that's the number i am at your store yes. and then i bought pants and i loved them and then i was like i'll buy a different pair of pants because i loved the last ones and they don't and fit different. the same way even though they're the same cut yeah. they're the same cut of pants because I'm not trying to gamble with my money. I think it's a problem across the board, mm -hmm. right? Because I think I really miss when Eloquy was just like a small owned yeah. shop that mm -hmm. was making really great cuts with super dope fabric. And now when I buy from them, it's really a roll of the dice. Is this going to be a dress that feels worth the hundred dollars I spent? Mm. Or does it feel like tissue paper? I don't know. The pants mm. I got were from uh, Fashion oh. to Figure, which typically love, haven't had any issues. I was really looking forward to my silvery disco pants for the new year. Mm. And when I came, they zip up, but I cannot sit in them. Mm. I haven't changed. My other pants still fit great. Mm. What is the problem? Please, At it's that so price hard point, to buy clothes as a that bitch anyway look it really shouldn't and i i work so hard not to buy like cheaper Throwing clothes that are probably gonna end up in a landfill like yeah. i try really hard to be precise with my fashion purchases shout out to uh the fat bus and some of these other consignment shops that are specifically for the big girls. Mm, I'm the starting bus, to the, feel you out. The plus bus. Plus bus. Okay. Thank you. I was sure, yes. I, I thank love you. the plus bus. Shout, shout out to yes. Marcy and Jen. Those girls yeah. do the damn thing. 
The whoever's running their IG account is spectacular. Yes. They've been super kind to me, uh, and so I intend to like check out more of these spaces because we can't go to stores and try. Eloqua used to have stores that served you champagne, and then somebody else at Walmart bought stores? them, and they were like, "We can't." Wait, Walmart Eloqua? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, oh, yes. they bought they Eloqua. Yeah, right, like at the start of the pandemic ish, and before that, when they, again, when they were a small company, they had stories in like Austin, Chicago. Every other week, I would be like, "Please come to LA because there's a lot of big bitches here who would absolutely come to your store mm, right. for that champagne exclusive." I love to shop. I love it so much. I will spend hours in a store. If you give me champagne, I might never leave. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was really, it was really the aspiration. They had like good lighting in their dressing rooms. Mm. Like they were really trying to tailor an experience that big girls can't get. And it's very frustrating. It's a very long no, ma'am. I'm so sorry. You're fine. It's very Take frustrating. Your time. Take your time, like, girl. Yes. Try to just shop and like feel. You know, not even fashionable, but just really comfortable in your expression of yourself through your clothes. I yeah. think it's one of the ways every day we experience creativity. And mm. so to be constantly cock blocked at every corner Ooh. just because I just want to <laughs> wear something nice and give you my fucking coins yes. is so fucking annoying. I yeah. would do anything to find a place that like even because I did 11 Honor, which was like a little bit out of price range. But I was getting there. I was like, oh, I'll save up for something. Got bought up by Dia and Co. And now I just I'm like, I don't know if I can trust it. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to cheap out all of the stuff that used to be luxury mm -hmm. fat bitches deserve luxury is my point yes yes fat say that again and i yes. i if i can if i may i know that there are people who throw a lot of shade at people who spend money on on clothing and things of that nature but it's like fat people specifically black fat girls black fat non-binary femme folks we deserve luxury too we deserve to feel good and look good and the stuff and i'll say this like to your point, Joel, the reason why I every I got a lot of compliments on that pink outfit you sent me, Joho. Mm -hmm. And oh, the reason oh, why sorry. I think so many people love that is because I felt so good in it. It wasn't even really the suit is cute, but it yeah, thank you. It was tailored to me. I should say that. But what Come I will say now. is that it it also like the plus bus was a big piece of that like they mm -hmm. made me feel good in that suit right so like mm -hmm. that's the thing that I, I think it's so important for folks to understand that it's like we will pay to look and feel good and i wish more companies really did that <sighs> it's annoying <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying what about you uh joe what do you got this week so let's talk about joelle i just want to clarify you said those who create for themselves right and not for mm -hmm. money, because I have first heard those who date for themselves and not for money. Ah! And I and I was like, I was for like, both? wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And that and that was and but I was like, wait, 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 hold up. I would like to date for money. Oh, I was like, let's not shit on that, baby. Well, that is the point. Yeah. If there was a path, <laughs> if there was absolutely a path, I would take but, it. Because I first, that's why I, I had me myself. I said, this bitch really just a date for yourself instead of money. Mm -hmm. I was like, but I mean, I, I would do, I could do both. I could date for myself and for money, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And create for myself and for money. So, okay, mm -hmm. thank you for clarifying that. Oh my God. <laughs> my, my, my yes, ma'am, um, Pam. Today goes to the Lizzo concert. That's on. That's on HBO right now. It just came out. I think, oh last yes. Week. How? Oh, I watched it last night and like, 
Oh, wow. It was so, so, so good. Now, I'll be really honest. I have a love slash critique relationship with, with Lizzo. Like, not one say, hey, because I fucking, I, I, I love Lizzo, but I think there are some Me things that I, that I critique a lot. And because I, I think who she is and what she stands for in herself is so magnetic and so powerful. And mm-hmm. I think she does a, a, an expert job in remaining true to herself while also producing mm-hmm. work that is digestible by, to anybody. Mm. I sometimes struggle with like, with, like, like with, with her fat politic in terms of like others, but that's when I think she doesn't doesn't do too much. Like though, though I though I guess like her work in the day really goes around body a- a- autonomy, and that really yeah. like, could count for that. But anyways, the show the show <laughs> was so amazing. I found myself often emotional at seeing her like. Regardless of my own politics, seeing someone whose body looks like mine get all this praise is so incredible. But to see how she wields it in such a powerful way, like no matter what, no matter what critiques like someone someone may like may have of her, even myself, no, I cannot say no one can say anything about the fact that she gives a platform to to anybody else on the stage with her. Any say that she has been on, she brings someone else with her along for the ride and lifts yeah. them up as well, and that is so fucking amazing she like makes so many women feel empowered so we trans folks feel empowered she like uh and like i know that there are i know that there are little fat black girls who are seeing themselves in her and i love to see it like it is really special and powerful in the way that she does not change she does not change who she is like i just yeah i live for it It was such it was such a great show she had some great guests on it the songs are amazing like sure she sounded really great i i was mad because i was like what when did this tour happen that i missed i missed this whole tour apparently i missed the whole tour the (laughs) special i'm not special i I missed the tour apparently it was it was was all gone somebody was it joel did, did did you go to that tour no catherine was there okay he i knew somebody i knew when she was okay. there I yeah was yeah like, yeah i missed the whole tour. yeah and i but thought she because lizzo was just in la like what, a month ago yeah a month and a half maybe yeah so yeah a lot of a lot of the girlies hit up that show it mm-hmm. looked like a blast yeah i, I mean killed so every I, outfit i amazing i saw lizzo when she did her when she did her, she did her, her, de- her de- debut album and it was like like a little show is a fun show. Like yeah. it's a fun show. She like you can sit in the rafters and she will she will make you feel like you, she sees you in the first place. Like she's a fun person. Seeing um seeing in the skill and there are times where arguably I sometimes like to watch the like like the the like the like the the, the movie version more than the actual concert because like you get mm. different angles. Oh, like, hell yes. like 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 to, to this day I think Homecoming on Netflix was a better experience than Homecoming in person. I I. I IJS, like I would not yeah. have been, I've been like 20, 20 rows back in Coachella, not watching Beyonce. So I, like, yeah. I was like, I stand for 27 hours nah. waiting for this show. Exactly. I'm tired, exactly. I'm tired so, by the time it comes mm-hmm. on. Yeah. It was screaming girls who do not know how to behave. Okay. Right. Okay. And, yes. Yeah. So, no, uh, you are not say, wrong. Amazing. You've been watching it yet. Go watch it. It's so, so good. My No Man Pam this week is really quick and easy. It's just to the shifty ass politicians that just actually are not hey. good people, but yet have fooled many of us into believing that they are. I won't name mm. who we are. We, we know damn, who damn, I, damn, I forgot his name. But that one dude who loved who he was entirely like. I mean, I mean, who hasn't? But like, just are there we are just about some out there. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. Thank office. you. That's his name. Okay, okay. Greg. Is this Greg Santos uh, or somebody? George. 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 I knew it was just. I knew it was I mean, I mean him. Um, yeah. uh, you know, a new, recently, a recently person who was uh, sworn in and brought in, like that. 
there are folks like I just want to be really clear in saying this. Sometimes just because they're the first of something does not mean that they're, that they're like the best or great of something. Like there, then there are okay, there are some great firsts. Like there are some great firsts that are, that have been sworn in and that I'm so happy for. And there are others that I'm like just because of the first of this does not mean that they're actually the best of this or great of this or should well, be here. We can look at the mayor of Chicago. What's that? The Lori Lightfoot lady. Lori Lightfoot. She's a terrible Oof. person. And Oof, she's done so yeah. many. I, I just have to say, she's done some really fucked up things. Any black woman who sides with the cops, mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's mm-hmm. unsettling. Yeah. It's unsettling. deeply unsettling. Yes. Yes. Well, her pla- so, her pants flood. So anytime you see anybody in flood and no. pants, let's go to. Listen, here's the thing: if you're gonna be a a, a butch dyke. They have some of the most fabulous styles of the queer community. Oh. And when it misses you, it's like seeing a, a straight cis with a bad hair lineup. You're like, Oof. oh, you're not loved. Are you, you're not loved in this community. Nobody pulls you aside. Somebody hates you. Okay. The flood to tell heads you tells you everything you need to do. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out and fuck Lori Lightfoot. All that right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always, I, I pray it. for the day that Will sends it. me an email basically saying, you know that one thing you said on that episode that's gonna be the thing that gets you canceled so uh, we Child. love you so much but with that being said yes you are 100 percent right there are a lot of first a lot of people they are the first and i'm like just because like even todrick people go I, and i i say his name loudly because he's a terrible person um and i i will die on the hill that him and ellen deserve to be in the same cell in hell um Ooh. but that <laughs> I, I mean it. I said it, and I mean it, and I and I and I'm. I will say it again. But genuinely, like yes, just because they were the first to do it doesn't mean that they are the best. Well, okay. this was fun. I genuinely have not laughed this this much in an episode in a very long time. I've been laughing like this being, all year. Yeah, well, yeah, that's literally it. I know, right? I have not laughed like this all year. I love those jokes. With it being said, everybody, please send us your thoughts, your feedback, and your email to blackfatfempod at gmail.com. You can also send your thoughts via social media by interacting with our post on Instagram and Twitter by using the handle at blackfatfempod. Now, at this point, if y'all ain't been able to find us, you ain't gonna never find us. If you Google blackfatfem, it will come right up. You can find us, honey. So please send your emails, send your thoughts. You'll find us at Alfred Magazine. You'll find us at heartradio.com. Literally. You can find us Essence, you can find us wherever you accolades. I wish y'all could see this video because we've been shaking our titties all episode. All right, Joelle, tell the people where they can find you. Yes, thank you guys so much for having me. This was such a lovely experience. I Beg John to let me on the show. You did Thank not. You, you were on the me. list. I was like, as soon as you mentioned that you wanted to be on the show, I was like, let me move some people around to make sure that Joe. <laughs> we move people around to make sure you get in. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Really special. This is a very special space that the two of you have created. I love it. Um, if you guys want to follow me, hear more of my crazy rants. I play a lot of D and D. I talk a lot of witchy spiritual shit. I have a new podcast coming up shortly that I'm really excited about. Uh, and if you want more details, uh, follow me all over the internet at Joel Monique. It's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E yes. everywhere. If you type those letters in, you'll find me. Um, and yeah, thanks for having me guys. I really 
am so happy that you're here and I'm so happy that you are part of this beautiful legacy, which is the show. Again, for those of you who do not know, Joelle is a big factor, one of many factors of the show coming to life. And so we're thankful that you were here um, with us this episode. And you definitely will be back in the coming episodes because this was, I just, I had a ball. Um, (laughs) Joho, tell the dolls where they can find you, baby. Of course, y'all, this year and every year, you can find me at Joho Downs across all socials or outside Instagram's headquarters begging whoever walks by to tell me what a girl has to do to get verified. Who has to impersonate me? Who who do I have to impersonate? Who do I have to sleep with? Who do I have to talk to? Whose window should I throw a rock at? Who can help me become a blue check girl? I never cared this much about being a blue check girl, but lately, I feel a spirit on me. Like, this is the year that I I become a blue check bitch. I won't be a blue check bitch. So someone on Instagram, let me know what I got to do let me know so i can get john and i verified okay I, i'm happy to take the l if john can take the w but get us both verified please somebody let me tell you that should have been my no man <laughs> bam because the way i almost threw my phone when <laughs> said that you don't meet the criteria i am so what is the criteria it. what is the criteria I, then what is it tell me what is it our names are know. everywhere people Who, know us they know they, us they, what do we have to I do? Don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, we need to. We need to be out there with uh, those little signs, like people were at Twitter last year. <laughs> when people, you know, how people were boycotting about coming back to the office. I'm gonna be out there outside of Instagram, boycotting and going off about us not getting our blue check. But with that being said, you can find me in my garage trying to reorganize it because the rain. <sighs> Y'all, so I'm going to just say this and then we can go. Y'all niggas lied when y'all said that it never rains in sunny California. (laughs) It has rained in California for the last two and a half weeks. My garage has flooded. I heard thunder today. I said, "What is okay. happening?" <laughs> First of all, the lies have always been have always been lying because that is only an LA thing. Because it has always rained up in the Bay Area. When I and when I moved here, I was like, "Thou shall never have a rainy day again." And let me tell you, these past two weeks have just been. It's been too hell. Much. It too has much been hell. And I know people. This is freak weather, though. This is yeah. this is not natural. It, what is global warming is real, uh, and people yeah, say it's I a lie. So it's real. It. My my literally my garage has flooded twice in the last few weeks uh, because of how much rain we have gotten and I'm just Alexis really safe, over having bitch? to move things and shift things around. Was but Alexis um, safe? It, I know we need it, but shush, I'm just I'm over it. I'm really over this rain. And I know <laughs> more rain is supposed to be coming in tonight. All that to be said, though, you can find me at Dr. John Paul or visit my website www.drjohnpaul.com, or you can also visit me on Instagram where I am not verified. <laughs> you can also visit me there. You can visit me on Instagram or where I'm not impersonate verified. us so we can get verified. Or impersonate me so I can get verified. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this episode is going okay. off the rails so the quickly. Rails. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts danielle moody here host of the woke af daily podcast we've been with iheart's outspoken network for a year and what a year it has been Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We want to thank our producers, Jonathan Strickland and Tari Harrison, and our team over at iHeartMedia for being such amazing people and being so supportive of the pod. We also want to thank Joelle 
because you're with iHeartBDF and you have supported us. We thank you so yeah. much. I am just, I love it. I love, I just love it so much. We also would like to shout out our wonderful editor, Chris Rogers, who was supposed to be on this week, but is actually going to be on next week. So yes. next week, you'll actually get to hear from Chris Rogers and you'll get to hear about more how the magic is made of the show. Um, and yeah, definitely uh, listen to the episode or look forward to it. Yada, yada, yada. That has been another show. Thank you for <laughs> listening. And remember that if you got something for Christmas that you didn't like, you only got a few more days to go exchange it, honey. You better go get that <laughs> gift receipt before you're stuck with that ugly shirt that you know you're not going to wear. <laughs> Love y'all. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 